Welcome to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. How was your Memorial Day? Did you honor them? What did you do? I'll tell you what I did. I uh, This is what I ate on Memorial Day, and it's it's humiliating. Here's what I had. I had one cinnamon sugar oatmeal, two smoothies, three hot dogs, three chocolate chip cookies, a bag and a half of kettle chips, combination of New York cheddar, and uh, Buffalo Blue, actually. By the way, if you ever want to be a real pig, take blue cheese and melt them on buffalo blue kettle chips and that my friends is how i uh, i gained 20 pounds eight years ago then i had two potatoes worth of homemade french fries but we'll get to that in a moment what, what is there no we won't what is there what is there to get to there and and by the way we're gonna do a deep dive on the bizarre shit that i ate yesterday there's nothing else to talk about there um welcome to blake steaks for god's sakes if you don't know what the hell this is um what have you been living uh under iraq a uh, shit i mean a rock god damn it i'm still i've been doing that since 2003 um welcome to blake steaks for god's sakes it's a podcast i'll tell you what it is every wednesday i take a current event from four separate subjects, same subjects each week, different current event. What are the subjects? I'll fucking tell you. I'm laid back. Politics, sports, leisure, and relationships. And what do I do with that current event from those four subjects? I give you a take on it every Wednesday, every goddamn Wednesday. Review of the week before we get into it. And I don't want to spoil anything, but I am starting off with relationships this week because my girlfriend has a birthday coming up i'm gonna tell you how to make a birthday special my take on it uh during a quarantine all right and i you know what the the irony of this it's not irony i don't know what that word means you want to know who ruined the word irony for me not alanis morissette the city of atlantis all right because it's not even in the fucking atlantic ocean now that's ironic is it blake um what did I want to talk about? I want to, I'm going to get to relationships, right? But before that, I want to tell you about a five-star review. I don't want to just tell you about it. I'll read it to you. I'll, I'll go the extra inch and read it to you, okay? Uh, if you don't know what this segment is, um, by the just rate and review this podcast, five stars, and leave a five-star review and uh, make it as weird as you can, please, and uh, I will read it on the podcast. All right, here is... This week's review from Michael Morgan, in all caps is the name of it, with two exclamation points from Mr. Morgan 117, five stars. Here is the five-star review. So I gave this Blake guy like $10 to get a shout-out on the air, and he messed my name up. It went on for like five minutes, and he kept calling me Matthew. It was super embarrassing for him. I can't believe I waited till Saturday to listen to it. Other than that, big time screw up. This is a great show. Blake is super funny. If you're looking for comedy and sensible takes on life, this is the show for you. Okay, Michael. Now, if you listened to last week, you'd understand that uh, Michael um, donated to the Patreon. And during uh, my special hello to him, I, um, I fucked up his name for five minutes. It was disrespectful to him. But you know what? I think trying to correct me is disrespectful to me. All I do... All I do is 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 podcast and podcast and <laughs> podcast a little bit more. I do not want to hear what that noise sounded like that I just made when I listened to this again. So, and what is and, and it's all I do. I'm just a podcast pauper. I'm a pauper baby. I'm a pauper clean my hands cuz they're covered in fucking soot. And what does he do? He corrects Michael Morgan, corrects me on iTunes. 
And I will not be corrected on iTunes, all right? I'll be corrected on literally any other fucking forum. Reddit, huh? iSpace, iSpace, great riff, Blake, huh? You're trying, that was me trying to think of another web form, and I came up with iSpace, a combination of the I from the previous thing I was just talking about, and MySpace, and I said iSpace. That's great, that's great. It's a, uh, it's a prescription forum for optometrists, iSpace. Did I save it? No. Um, Michael Morgan, thank you for that five-star review. Thank you for your Patreon donation. By the way, <laughs> we're getting the fucking business in, daddy. There's a new tier on the Patreon. One dollar. <laughs> if you want to donate a dollar each month for the rest of your life, I would greatly appreciate it. It's called the uh, uh, So You Can Sleep at Night um, tier. So if you'd like to join that, join that. If you don't, it's fine. It's all fine. I am investing money into new podcast equipment, by the way. So if every once in a while you hear something you don't say, it doesn't sound great to you on this thing, new, brand new, top-of-the-line, state-of-the-art podcast equipment is on its way, and I'm paying for it with a... Listen, okay, this isn't going to help my Patreon thing, but I was uh, in the will of one of the Koch brothers who passed away uh, earlier this year. So he did leave me $16 million, all right? But if you can donate that dollar, I would really appreciate it. Now we're going to get into the first section of the podcast. What is it? Hut, hut! Relationships. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. All right, fuckers. So here's... <laughs> what if I had that much of a adversarial uh, relationship with you? So, and by the way, I say you. I learned that. It's a broadcasting technique from Preston and Steve in Philadelphia. I interned with them my senior year of high school. That's uh, that's how much of a go-getter um, your boy is. I During my senior year of high school, uh, rather than have senioritis and sit on my ass and drink, drink fucking natty lights and smoke and a smoke pole, uh, or what if I didn't know that, what if I didn't know anything? Um, what I did is I would drive into the city at 4 a.m., and I interned on a radio show for free, and uh, Preston and Steve taught me that you should refer to your audience as you, as if you're speaking to them one-on-one, because it makes it a more personal relationship. See, look behind this curtain. What do you see behind this curtain? It is the relationship section. My girlfriend is uh, so here's my take on how to give your partner a special birthday while locked down during quarantine during the pandemic she's my little pandemic princess and that's what i call her i call her my little pandemic princess and uh i, I buy her heels and then um i say you want these and i throw them into the street i don't know what that riff was so here is how uh, my take on how you can have a special birthday or throw a special birthday for your partner during quarantine. And special is uh, the key word there, okay? Because you are definitely very limited. So you need to kind of, a little thing, so I patent this term thinking outside the box, you know, and I think I am finally going to use it here, where you need to think outside the box. And if you don't know what that means, the box is, I believe, traditional thought. And outside the box is just an atmosphere ripe with innovation. So, yo, I, I sound so crazy on this thing sometimes. You do realize I am doing a character. I don't actually, and you know what, this is actually really who I am. Never mind, never mind, this is who I am. So, um, ways to make it special, because there is a lot working against you in that 
Um, traditionally for birthdays, the route that I would go, uh, for my girlfriend is, you know, you organize something nice, you know, you put together, uh, and obviously friends can do a lot of the heavy lifting too, in that, all right, no matter what I do for my girlfriend, there will be a birthday with her friends there and they can help shoulder some of the entertainment burden for me. You know what I mean? But that's not an option this year. So you need to, uh, and also, um, what I would get my girlfriend traditionally weren't like, you know, I would get her one like physical material item, but it would be like an experience where uh, it would be a weekend away at like Arrowhead, which is like a little resort town uh, in the mountains up here or, you know, just take them on a trip. But you can, I mean, you can technically do it right now. I'm not comfortable uh, during lockdown and in a pandemic, uh, Airbnb being it up right now. Okay. I'm not going to be in an Airbnb. Uh, and, and that's coming from BW, Blake Wexler. That's my name, by the way. I, I've yet to introduce myself on this podcast. This is Blake Wexler. So you can't spend or I'm not going to spend money on that. Here's what I am going to do, okay? And by the way, is this going to spoil her birthday? It could if she listened to this podcast. And I don't fault her, you know? My girlfriend's very supportive. She would go to all my shows and shit. However, we're locked down with each other 24-7. When the fuck would she, she... So she would have to listen to my podcast if she was just in the room with me would be one alternative. Or when she's out walking or going on a hike by herself. And, like, why would you bring me with you? You know what I mean? Like, this is her one opportunity to get the fuck away from me. Why would she listen to my bullshit? So she's not going to hear this. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what I'm going to... Here's what me and the Blake Wexler team are going to do i'm gonna take the money that i would have spent on an experience you know on a on an airbnb on dinners etc etc and reinvest it into uh just every single penny into her birthday so um setting is important i think for a birthday during quarantine because your settings are limited so whatever setting whatever environment you have try to make the most of it um for instance if you're doing it in your place really try to make your place nice. And if you're tight on money, there are like very easy ways. Just obviously straighten the fuck up, vacuum, you know, wipe down the surfaces. If you have like a nice dinner table, do that. Uh, even buying some, you know, buy some cloth napkins if you don't have them, set the table nice, get some flowers and put them in the middle of the thing, middle of the table, get a, buy some like nice candles. And those aren't expensive at all. You can easily do that. And also, uh, if you're in a park, you know, like you find a place that's safe that you can have like a non-intrusive time with, you know, like you don't want to like have like a romantic dinner in the middle of a soccer field. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, if you're doing it in a park, get like a nice uh, like a blanket to, you know, lay down, bring the fucking flowers out there to put in the middle of the blanket. Just be prepared prep the shit out of it because you do have time to prep you know like i've still been very very busy during this pandemic but if and i'm sure a bunch of you are too but there are certain things that you can't do anymore so reallocate that time into prepping for this birthday i've also in terms of uh gifts um i've taken that money uh, luckily that i've been able to have that i would have spent on experience and reinvested it into gifts so i've gotten her like you know emotionally relevant gifts you know to our relationship that i know she loved and then i've gotten her some practical ones so 
Um, I've also, by the way, big pat on the on the back for old Blake. What I did, and this actually goes back to the point of making the setting nice, is that I went um, into our closet and grabbed our Christmas tree out, and I made uh, my girlfriend a birthday tree. So all the presents that she's gotten, that I've gotten her, that her parents have sent, my parents have sent, I've wrapped them and put them under the tree. It's a little shit like that. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Thinking outside the box. Um, birthday tree, I can't highly recommend it enough. I think I may have known some people who just taken their Christmas tree out anyway, you know, just to keep it bright and happy in their place. So birthday tree could not, it's could not, I am, I, what a great idea that was. So she loves it. She loves the birthday tree. Food is going to be a big part of the birthday experience because normally you could take them out for a nice dinner, but here uh you can't do that because uh you know dining in restaurants are illegal unless you have a republican governor so what you can do no matter what you do with the food just like everything else put effort into it all right but also know your limits okay now i know there's some guys out there and i had this you know inclination too where i'm like you know what i'm gonna make this gourmet meal i'm gonna make chicken cordon catch a cherry blue or something and it's like you know what blake you are not a great chef and here's what's gonna happen if you start cooking this thing for your girlfriend and when you start fucking it up you're gonna lose your temper you're gonna be in a bad mood and it's gonna ruin her birthday all right so don't do it i know i can't make a dish that complicated okay i know that i can't do it so find a is there a meaningful dish you know like this is a weird example but like all right say you know there's like a soul food that they like all right, mac and cheese and chicken or something can you fancify that you know can you serve it in a nice dish can you like can like like you know like mac, chicken mac and cheese baked with like you know a red wine glass next to it that's that shows that you put effort in that'll make them happy hopefully i don't know what, what, what if I, i'm fucking prepping all this and my girlfriend's like waiting to break up with me later today <laughs> she's like i fucking had it up i don't want to spend a birthday with you you're not funny you make me sick blake so um that is one way to do it here's another way by the way if you can cook fucking cook because that'll mean more than anything um another way to do it is i think what i might end up doing is getting takeout from a really nice restaurant and bringing it home and then like setting the table making it look really nice and doing something like that because I thought about making a lobster for her, but holy fucking shit. The, the mere premise of cooking a lobster right now in, in this pandemic with the leveling of anxiety that's flying around is just not an option. It's not. just Because I would have to, A, go to the store with a mask on, choose my bitch, choose that that sea bug out of its out of its uh its tank and be like i you are going to die not even in a pandemic do you lobster can you catch a goddamn break so i bring it home with me and i guess it's still alive when you bring it home so it's going to be like scraping around in my car i'm not going to put it in a bag or anything i'm just going to put it i'm going to belt it into my uh my passenger seat seat belted in and i'm just oh fuck those claws ugh Ew, and they're gross. Lobsters are dis- they're because they're not orange when you get them. They're like opaque, ugh, like green. So I bring this this uh this this pauper home, and I look at it, and I have to 
kill it. It rides home with me in my in my lease, in my lease of a car, my four-year Mazda lease, 2019 of all years. And it drives home with me. And then I have to take this lobster and what, like put like stab it through the back of its head. I have to research how to kill a lobster. All right. It's for me, it's less of killing an animal to cook, like a hunter gatherer thing, and more like committing a murder. Like I would be like, okay, I'm murdering an equal because I see lobsters as my equal. I'm going to murder this equal. I don't know what that says about me that I consider myself to be more like some uh, rodent, the rodent of the seabed rather than an actual human being. So I'm going to murder this thing. And then it wouldn't be so much that I'm cooking it as a meal. The, the, the preparing the lobster would be more like me disposing a body of murder, of, of a murdered beast. So I would cook it and then my girlfriend and I would eat the thing. And then that would be like, it's not a meal. It's actually more of like, okay, we've disposed of the body. They'll never find it. They'll never find the body. So I'm not making a lobster. I'm not. I'm not. I cannot emotionally handle it. So what I'll do is if I can find a lobster and uh, find a restaurant to make it for me, then I'll buy that. Unless it's like $100, in which case I won't. Okay? So that is the relationship section. Um, oh, and by the way, here, real quick, I actually want to do one more thing. Is that with um, with birthdays with your partner... Um, it is going to be very difficult to surprise them, you know, much more difficult than normal because you are, if you're locked down like I am, you're just with them all the time, you know? <laughs> if if you're going out to get something for a surprise, they'd just be like, well, where, where the fuck are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm having an affair, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't, like, what is, how do you even hide, like, you know, hide that? So if, just say that you're making, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say I'm making a grocery store run, right? And you can just go pick up some flowers, pick up, you know, the meal that you're going to cook for them, whatever, whatever you're going to do. And also follow the tracking on packages, intercept the packages before they can get it, all right? That's another key. And, or actually, you know what? Even if you don't want to stress yourself out that much, just have an open dialogue because they'll get it. They understand that it's a weird scenario. So just be like, hey, listen, uh, I'm trying to make your birthday special. I ordered some things. Don't get, you know, don't get too hyped up. Don't, don't try to guess what it is. But I, I do have to, if you see a package coming, honor system, just put it in the corner over there and don't try to figure out where it's from, right? And I think they would really appreciate that. So that's my take on uh, how to give your significant other a special birthday party during quarantine. And uh, I'll let you know if it works. If it doesn't, I will uh, retroactively delete this. All right, next section, politics. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. The topic of this week's political section is uh, congregating in crowds because for some reason this seems to be a political issue. And here's my thing with with all, you know, social distancing, pandemic related behaviors. Uh, it is needs versus wants. Do you need to do this or do you want to do this? And and is the thing that I'm doing putting anyone at risk or at anyone's health in jeopardy, all right? So if it's a need and you're not putting people's health in jeopardy, then do whatever the hell you want to do. But are you doing 
just ask yourself, are you doing something necessary or are you being a fucking baby? Now, this past weekend was Memorial Day and uh, we saw a bunch of images from uh, the Ozarks with all those fuckers in the pool. We saw a a lake, whatever the hell that was. And um, also in Ocean City, Maryland, everybody stomping up and down the boardwalk. So I am let me preface this by saying I am very, very sensitive to the fact that these small businesses have been gutted by the pandemic and many businesses are gutted by the fact that you can't congregate because so many businesses are uh, fundamentally, you know, their foundation in order to make money, they need congregation there. I'm a goddamn stand-up comedian. No one is more aware of the fucking effects of not being able to have a crowd or an audience than I am. Okay. Maybe, uh, I, I literally can't think of anything else. I can't, I cannot. And you know what? It's not that I can't. I won't think of anything else. I want to keep this very self-centered. So, um, but cur- so curbside pickup, you know, takeout, literally anything. It's just some sort of safe thing where okay, one person is allowed in the store at a time. You can safely social distance. All those factors, I believe, as long as they're acknowledged, you should open up the business. I think that's totally safe. However. If that's not the case, and I do feel bad for these boardwalk businesses, but they can open up for, you know, takeout. They can open up for curbside. But I I know it's still going to suck, and their business may fail, and it's horrible. But should you have thousands of mouth-breathing fucking idiots clopping up and down a, a boardwalk like just loose cows, like horses, in the middle of a pandemic? No. Just sleeveless, skin tags, unchecked armpit hair. Just, it's disgusting when there isn't a pandemic, all right? And who the fuck wants to eat out, right? You have these restaurants opening, and it's, and, and this is the reason why it's a political, uh, a political discussion, because nobody, many of these businesses aren't opening up because it's their lifeline or many of these people aren't stomping around in public because they need to get a funnel cake you know i'm sure that part of them thinks they need a funnel cake in order to sustain life or maybe you know they'll go through some sort of horrific withdrawal if they don't get their fried dough with fucking powdered sugar attached to it is there a dip why is there no put a syrup on it Put a lick their sticky goddamn fingers as a seagull flies by, and it's like seagulls looking down at that food, and like I'm not eating that. I'm a goddamn seagull. I'll eat anything. I'm not eating what that goblin was just trying to devour. Um, I've 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 lost. I I kind of lost my way in this argument. But here's the thing: it's never people are very rarely going out into these crowds because they need to. That's my point. It's because they feel like the government and society is like, well, you you need to stay home and they're doing it to spite them. It's for your fucking safety, all right? It's not a political issue. It's not like, well, I don't think the government should be able to tell me what to do. It's not, the government isn't doing that to suppress their your rights. They're doing it to save people's fucking lives. And, and it is such an annoying thing where, you know, obviously, like, us liberals are always called like oh these snowflakes, <laughs> you know like oh they're anti-gun they're they're fucking pussies those snowflakes. Well, if if liberals are snowflakes, conservatives are fucking babies. Like oh, I want my gun. I want to go to the fair. I want to I want to put my, my 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 kid who's eighty pounds overweight on top of a 
on top of a carousel and watch the horse buckle underneath my six-year-old's fucking diaper. It's, it's, it's so selfish and so fucking embarrassing to congregate in a crowd during a pandemic. Do, do you really need a funnel cake? Fucking wait until tomorrow and go when it's not crowded. Have a pickup time for your funnel cake. All right. And to go in a pool, what do you help cool off? Go on another time. There are no holidays anymore. Okay. If there's any benefit from this, there's no premium on time. Right. And on days. So if you really need to go to a pool, drive to the middle of fucking nowhere, find a lake and plop yourself into it when you're not putting anyone's health at risk and not putting your own health at risk. There are ways around it. You're going to be inconvenienced. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you're being inconvenienced. People are fucking hooked up to ventilators and you're bitching that you can't go marching up and down the sidewalk on a on the boardwalk at some B minus beach. You're upset because you can't win your, your your disgusting partner with their awful back tattoo or his barbed wire across his bicep, a, a stuffed cheetah. Grow up. Just grow up. What are you doing? You can take a year off from the boardwalk. You don't have to go to a party in the Ozarks. You want to social distance with a friend and have a couple beers, maybe even two friends, be like 20 feet away from each other, you'll get fulfillment that way. If you can't, what what the fuck are you even doing? Are you really going to get fulfillment from that party? You're disgusting. Was this funny? No. Am I funny? No. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> All right, next section. Uh, what is it? What is the next section? All right, sports. Oh, sports. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Woo, daddy. Uh, daddy got pretty heated right there. Daddy, daddy. Hold on. Let me let me get off my high horse because it is, the horse is extremely high up in the air. I'm on an 80 foot. My God, the legs on this horse. It's like my legs, my strong, thick fucking legs. If you stretch them out and put them on a lesser animal. Um, this is a sports section, everybody. I apologize for that rant if you didn't like it, uh, but that is what I believe. So um, I uh, moving to the sports section this week, this is going to be my take on how fans can have sports fans can have a presence at professional sporting events when they're not actually allowed inside the stadium uh first i'm going to share um some sports recommendations for you real quick uh during this pandemic there are no live sports really there is some german uh, german football but other than that um I started listening to, and I don't listen, I do not reference other podcasts on here um, as a matter of policy. Now, this podcast, I am, I'm going to make one exception for a podcast called All the Smoke, and it's um, hosted by Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, and it is, if you like basketball, it's like the best podcast I've ever listened to. And again, I do hate plugging another show. We have a lot of overlapping guests uh, as well, you know, like similar theme where, you know, they have guys like Kevin Durant, Gary Payton, Tracy McGrady, Steve Nash, Draymond Green, and, you know, every once in a while, uh, a weed whacker outside of my window, I yell at it because it's being loud. So there is, you know, in terms of guests, definitely an overlap. But if you like authentic, just conversate basketball conversations, it is it is so enjoyable. And there's there's only forty episodes available, only. 
So if you're like me, you will burn through it. They're like an hour, 40 minutes. It's, it's awesome. I could not highly recommend it anymore. Another, is this going to be a recommendation? I'll figure it out as I speak. I also watched a documentary on the 1992 Lithuanian uh, basketball team called the Other Dream Team. And it's very, the story is incredibly interesting. The documentary is a little slow. But the story of this team, like their players started out playing for the Soviet Union. Um, they're the, they, they were on the team that beat that uh, the first team ever that beat the United States for a gold, gold medal uh, in the Olympics, that like David Robinson, Mitch Richmond team. And then it's a story of like Arvidas Sabonis, um, Marcelonis, but uh, Marcelonis swimming lessons on the penis. Who knew? Who knew I would quote ludicrous? during a, a segment about the Lithuanian basketball team. So uh, it's called, it's available on Amazon. It's like $3.99 or something. Um, it is a really interesting story. It's about like the independence of that country. You get to see all the shit that that team went through. They also uh, could not afford to go to the Olympics. And then the Grateful Dead heard about them and paid for them to go and got them all these weird like tie-dyed warm-ups that nobody had any idea why the hell they were wearing them. It's really, really, uh, it's really, really interesting. Documentary slow. It's like an hour and a half now to the sports section so sports uh, a lot of rumors about sports coming back um there will be no fans at these games so so much you know a lot of players have spoken about how they're going to miss uh the fans and how that actually does pump up the players and makes the atmosphere you know worth playing in so here are my ideas first of all this is more for the fans than the players so I think I saw a German, maybe Borussia Dortmund did this, but I think what you should do, um, I think they like you could pay for it like on a game by game basis. But here's what I think you should do for professional American, maybe not MLS because they don't have enough of money, but like NBA fans or for NBA franchises, NFL franchises, baseball franchises, you should make cardboard cutouts of every single fan in your stadium that has season tickets. All right. It's the least that you could do. They bought season tickets. They've had it for years. They are people who, you know, the team means that much to them. Have them upload a photo online, create like a little web portal, and then, you know, safely have employees print out, you know, I mean, I guess if it's outdoor, maybe it has to be just laminated, you know, cardboard cutouts of the fans and put them in their seats and like send the fans a photo of it, have it in the stands during games in between innings or quarters or whatever, you know, like or timeouts, you know, have a sweeping camera shot of the fans so they could still see themselves on TV. I think it would be a really sweet thing to do. And it would give the illusion that, you know, at least like if in a glancing look that there are people there. So I think that would be a sweet thing to do for fans get cardboard cutouts of the um the fans uh, of the season ticket holders and then for people who would get season game tickets you can pay money to the franchise and uh say like hey um for like twenty dollars i want my cardboard cutout uh in this seat for the day or, or for 10 bucks or whatever and take that money and either give it to charity or use that money for a fund for the furloughed workers you know like the vendors and stuff who won't be there at the games because there are no fans all right how about that i think that is a ter- how about how about that how about that all have you ever noticed that all good uh debaters and um lawyers and people are good at arguing say how about that you know in the middle of their thing it's it's definitely a very popular uh technique amongst the successful <laughs> so in terms of sound is another big thing 
uh, that they're going to be missing at these games. So here is my pitch. And this is not obviously going to make, you know, going to be the perfect substitution for fans at games. But I think take those same season ticket holders or like if the if the team has celebrity fans, you know, the Eagles could have Mike Trout and like Bradley Cooper do this and the Lakers could have uh, Jack Nicholson do this. I, did he give up his seats or no? I think he still has his seats or whatever. And then, you know, like other season ticket holders and fans, even if there's a notable, uh, notable fan where I think there's an Eagles fan, a big fat guy named Big Pussy or something, and he's like, have him do this, all right? And have them watch like a famous game in their t- in their team's history, right? So for the Eagles, use an example. Have them watch the most recent Super Bowl, all right? And have them record their reactions to like five different types of moments, all right? So like a terrible moment, have them go like, oh, fuck, shit, or whatever, all right? And you can bleep it out or whatever. Um, And then have one like, you know, just a bad moment, like a groan, you know, like, ah, oh, they threw an interception. Then a good moment, you know, like, like a round of applause, a great moment, like you just picked off a pass in football, right? And then an amazing moment, like, you know, it's uh picked off a pass, returned it for a touchdown, won the game, all right? And then have a bank of all those reactions edit them together. So in the stadium, if there's like an inner, if the Eagles during a game in uh, a stadium completely devoid of fans during 2020 throw an interception, they can play that sound over the loudspeaker and have like the fan sound DJ be a fan of the team. So it's not just some corporate marketer, you know, being like, oh, we can't play booing noises. You know, there's going to be boos. All right. If you're in a certain city, there's going to be a lot of booing. Right. I think that's a great and I think it's totally fucking easy. Also, here's another thing. I'm not sure how good this is compared to the other uh, ideas, but to keep authenticity up, have a robot streaker (laughs) as well. All right. Design. Have you seen, you know, that cat robot thing or like the thing that crawls around uh, Korea and tells people to get the fuck away from one another? You know, it's from Boston Dynamics, I think is the robotics company get or like massachusetts dynamics some some new england fucking racist robot uh get a humanoid robot actually no not humanoid all gears all gears all the time and have that naked fucking thing sprint out onto the field with its robotic dick and just have and then you can employ this is great you can employ a security guard to tackle it all right so it employs people it adds authenticity the players will get a kick out of it and uh there's a robotic penis involved all right so that's my pitch that is my take that's what i think i think you should put cardboard cutouts of the of the diehard fans in the stadium i think you can pre-record crowd noise uh, of specific fans and play it during appropriate situations and uh have a robot streaker i don't think that's too much to ask right that's the end of the sports section. Short and sweet, not ranty, just just good, clean, fucking fun. Next section, leisure. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Okay, for the leisure section, I don't want to brag, but I was able to acquire a free trial of Quibi. Huh? Quibi. Quick, 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 quick bites is what that is what that is short for, and you'll you'll learn a whole bunch in this segment. First, before I get to Quibi, here's some leisure shit I did over the weekend that uh, that I recommend. 
making french fries by hand so we got an air fryer and the air fryer is sick it's great i have an issue when i pan fry things it stinks up the whole fucking place i actually it's not that much of an issue and usually wouldn't bother most people i hate bad smells so much i can't handle it the air fryer cooks everything perfectly as long as you pay attention you use a thermometer it won't dry out the food it's amazing so i made homemade french fries one uh the first batch i made super thin cut fries delicious next one i made it a little thicker highly recommend make it home french fries homemade what hey hey is, is there a term for uh home making something it's make it home isn't it no it's homemade god damn it Blake who who would have known that I used to speak for a living um also another cool thing chopping up the potatoes you feel like a deckhand you know and if there's one thing I'm upset that I'll probably never feel in life it's being treated poorly on a ship you know because because in general, I don't think I'm got, like I don't really go on boats. And if I go on a boat, I'm gonna be treated well. You know, like I'm gonna pay to be on there. I'm never gonna work. I'm never gonna have a boss on a boat. Does that make sense? So highly recommend make it at home of uh, French fries. We watched Benjamin Button. It was sick. I've never seen Benjamin Button. It is a great romantic story. There is a distracting thing where it's like, why aren't these people talking about this? how this fucking guy isn't aging correctly? It's really not talked about like the how serious it is. Like, oh, this guy's a fucking weirdo. It's like, no, what is the medical issue with this guy? This baby is 70,000 years old. Why aren't we talking? Why aren't we talking about the medical issue? It's, it's concerning, right? Oh, what if this happens to Mike? What if this happens to your kid? Everyone's like, oh, look at this fucking guy was... Look, this guy looks great. Or this guy looks terrible. It's like, what is wrong with him? There's something seriously wrong with him. But if you could ignore that, great movie. All right. Um, next thing. Uh, oh, biked. Here's another highly recommended uh, leisure activity. All right. Here's my take. Go f- for an exercise, but have like a productive payoff at the end of it. So if you're going on a walk, I guess during healthier times, walk to the grocery store and pick up something that you need, you know, pick up shampoo. So not only are you getting exercise, you're doing something productive. Um, We biked to a brewery uh, yesterday where they have like curbside pickups. So I biked through like it was actually a drive through. So it was a line of cars and then like my fat ass on a bicycle, (laughs) which was kind of funny uh, visually speaking. So I highly recommend that now for uh, to get to my take this week leisure section. I I downloaded Quibi. Now, if you don't know what Quibi is, Quibi was a thing, you know, there was a lot of buzz around it in Hollywood for a while. It's like, oh, there's this new mobile focused uh, entertainment streaming service coming out and there's tons of money behind it, like tons of money. And I downloaded it and I thought I would hate it because I hate watching things on my phone. You know, like when I'm on an airplane, I watch it on my laptop or I like play you know, I just listen to a podcast on my phone. So I hate watching things on my phone because it's small. Um, also, another shitty thing about it, you can't airplay it or like mirror it onto like an Apple TV or an Amazon Fire TV or onto your television. It's strictly on your phone only for Quibi, in-app, in-app. But that being said, I really fucking liked it. And I think the best version of this will be when we start traveling again. 
because you can download episodes and shit very easily on your phone. So you can just bring it on a plane with you and watch when even when you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have to stream it, which you can't really do with Netflix or Hulu or any of that other shit. So um, Quibi uh, has a bunch of it's also very short form, like it's seven to ten minutes. And I love just strapping in and watching a long thing. But the short format worked for me. The one show I've been watching is Blackballed. Um, which is a story about the Donald Sterling uh, scandal with the Clippers. And it's it's really well done. It's really good. Now, here is... Uh, it's like also very intimate, where you do have it right up in your face. And it's shot that way. It's not like they took, you know, a thing that was made for the big screen and repurposed it for the small screen. Like, everything's shot and edited with the small screen in mind. Um, one commercial... Uh, it opens up with like a 14 second commercial and then you just watch the entire thing. It's great. Uh, I've been blowing through that. And also here's another funny thing uh, or a thing about Quibi. So I was watching it because it is for your phone. I was watching it like portrait style, you know, when you're holding your phone um, vertically, like, like how you would text. And um, unless you're a, you're a gamer. So um, I was watching it like that. And I'm like, this is like really cool. You know, like it's almost like you're FaceTiming with Doc Rivers and the characters in this. And I'm like, God, you can't even hold it horizontally. I'm like, wow, they really, really went, went for the mobile thing. And I went to show my girlfriend. I was like, look how cool this is. Like you can, you like can only play it portrait style. Like you can't even do it horizontal. And then I go to turn my phone horizontal and it just works perfectly horizontally. I'm such a fucking moron. You know how sometimes when you, like, turn your phone, the, the screen doesn't turn or whatever? That's just what was happening to me. So I was, like, raving about, oh, it's so intimate and innovative. You can only watch it portrait style, and it works. What a brave thing to not make it worth horizontal. Oh, oh, shit. It, it can turn horizontal. So I'm a moron. Um, I got – there's a 14-day trial of it right now. It's really cool. Um, would I pay for it five bucks a month? Absolutely not. <laughs> So it is very cool. Is it worth spending money on? Not for me, but I don't know. Maybe there's some Kardashian shit on there you'd like. I have no idea. But uh, Blackballed is really cool. I really like it. So give give Quibi a shot. Maybe you'll buy it. Maybe you fucking won't. Either way, it's not my problem. Let's go in for the close. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I love each and every one of you. I know that was a long rant earlier, but honestly, I, I just want everyone to be happy, and I want people to stop dying from this fucking thing. Uh, what, what kind of plugs? Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Blake Wexler. See if any of those tiers interest you. Um, also, uh, please, again, give this a five-star rating and write the weirdest review possible that you can write while still justifying that rating. All right? Uh, what else to plug? I have a Gary Payton jersey arriving today, so keep an eye out for that. And, uh, and that's pretty much it, all right? Uh, love you guys. I will see you on Friday for jokes. Stay safe. If you're feeling weird, call someone. Call loved ones. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just stay healthy, all right? I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Blake, 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 Blake,